0: Welcome to the Rat Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place. Here to challenge you to think out of the box, your hosts, Felipe Mejia and Diego Corzo.
1: All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Rad Race to a Fight podcast. Today, I'm very excited because we're going to be breaking down the lessons learned from the speakers, from the seven speakers or eight speakers actually at the Rad Race to a Fight conference. So it's going to be awesome. We're going to be sharing all of the notes, all of the tips, lessons learned, what we are taking out so that we can take action on from, from the speakers, from their speeches. And, uh, and also tell you a little bit about what's going to be going on in the 2022 conference. So, in this podcast episode, too, because Felipe currently has coronavirus, uh, he has COVID, he is absent. So, I'm going to be doing this interview or this podcast episode with Ward. Ward happens to be working with, with Rad race 2 now. He is my chief of staff uh, here in Austin. So, it's awesome that we're going to be uh having this podcast with with him so without further ado let's go well so guys for today we have ward on the podcast he's gonna be helping me uh with it because felipe currently has covid um he's going through it right now and um He's doing much better. He's doing much better now. So we decided to um, to record a podcast with Ward. I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little bit of like who he is and why we're doing this podcast interview like like this. Uh, but I'm very excited because Ward and I are gonna be sharing the lessons and the notes that we that that some of the people took that I took that Ward took at the conference at the goal setting conference that we had in december for goal setting in 2021 so that people can have the things going into for 2022 so we we just had that in december um we're recording this in january now so it's interesting to see a lot of the people have taken action and uh, we had incredible speakers we had incredible speakers and it was something that in the conference that we didn't know um that in the beginning when we created rat race that we would be able to create a conference for like 120 people bring amazing speakers and uh and be able to do something like that and that couldn't have been done uh without the help of also ward which is the reason why uh why we're both talking about this ward uh, has a really cool story and he'll he'll introduce himself here in a little bit but he's now working uh with me and with rad race so it's very exciting Ward, tell us a little bit about you and then we will we'll go through the notes for the event just so that the audience gets to know you a little bit
0: what's going on it's it's so great to be here it's so great to be a part of, of the conference um I just want to say to all the speakers huge thank you before we jump into it because the absolute value that was dropped was uh phenomenal uh, i'm really looking forward to share it here uh, on this platform but a little bit about me i'm, I'm 24 years old uh, i'm originally from boston massachusetts or a little bit outside in wellesley um, and recently about four months ago i actually closed on my first triplex out in western mass uh, it has been a great project <laughs> uh, lots of lessons learned definitely took a leap uh, and it's been a fantastic experience Uh, and it's really catapulted me forward and i'm super
1: excited to see see what's see what's to come cool cool and i know you have big goals too so i know that one of your goals is to get to nine or ten doors this year buying potentially some more multifamily, some short-term rentals so it's exciting and like i mentioned earlier you're going to be helping us um help more people within rat race also uh, the micro tribes and all this stuff that the people see on, on our Instagram. So very thankful for that. So Ward, let's get on with the conference stuff. So we had multiple speakers. One of the speakers was Adam Carroll and he happened to be the first mentor ever that I heard. He happens to be my first mentor, but also one of the first speakers that I ever heard talk in personal development. And uh, one of the lessons, in a lot of you guys have heard me say this in the podcast before but he was the one that basically gave me the the quote that I use a lot of build a bigger life not a bigger lifestyle. And when I met him back in 2011 that's what that's basically how I began to lead my life. I applied everything that I learned from him into my life and that is what helped me get into real estate, build passive income, build a portfolio and and be able to help other people as well. So so that was one of the things. And then later he breaks down the different types of freedoms. Uh, Ward, can you elaborate a little bit on that?
0: Absolutely. So Adam broke down the different types of freedom. And of course, the one that we're all familiar with is financial independence, which is really time freedom, right? When you build up enough passive income to cover your monthly expenses. However, he broke it down a step further and he really kind of went into the different levels of freedom. There's more than just financial independence or time freedom. He talked about relationship freedom and service freedom, two of which just kind of blew my mind because uh, I've never thought of that next level to financial independence. And it, again, it goes all into build a bigger uh, build a bigger life, not uh, a bigger lifestyle. Um, Diego, if you wouldn't mind just kind of jumping into like The relationship freedom and the service freedom uh, yeah i thought i thought you did a really good job explaining it would love to hear your thoughts on that more
1: yeah and we have to go a little bit above that too because to break it down it goes the money freedom time freedom relationship freedom so once you have your time back right there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy rich people may not have the time they just have a lot of money or maybe they are earning a lot. They are rich, quote unquote, on, on essentials on like on things that like they might have a super nice car, but they may have a lot of liabilities. They're just rich on paper, Mm -hmm. but then you become wealthy with time freedom. Once you have time freedom, you can evolve later into the relationship freedom where you have time to build your network just because now, Uh, you can get to know different people you can have more time with your family more time with with your like with either your peers or other investors and that builds a level of relationships then you get into service freedom which is the part that you can actually this is where you can focus on giving back and servicing others once you've reached a level of of everything else because now when money is irrelevant you begin to actually be able to go into a life where you can give back because now you don't have that whole concern of money Right. right so 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 that's one of the best ways to explain the relationship and then going into the service freedom and service freedom is something that a lot of people can do you don't have to do that later um, you can start having some of that freedom but really when money becomes irrelevant that's when you can really begin to have the freedom to do everything that you want mm-hmm.
0: absolutely and I think the other really cool thing about that too is the way he breaks it down it's money freedom time freedom a relationship freedom then service freedom that shows yeah. that the end goal is actually service freedom it mm-hmm. is the ability to give back and really help other people um and I think that's such an important thing to keep in mind because I think, you know, everyone here in Rat Race, that is our end goal. It's to it's to provide as much value and help other people as much as we can. So really kind of looking at the bigger picture and say, hey, why am I chasing financial freedom, this money freedom? In the end, you know, three steps, you know, down the line here, it's really just be able to give back to others. And I think that's was
1: a point that point was really driven home well and effectively by Adam. Cool, cool. Yeah. And then the next thing that he talked about was. Uh, the program called Shred My Mortgage. And that is one of the things that can help people uh, pay off their mortgage faster. So instead of paying off a mortgage in 30 years, you can do it in about seven or 10 years. And that's by just, and you guys definitely have to hear him talk about it or check out um, the shredmethod.com Um, to learn more, more about it, but it's basically getting a HELOC, getting a home equity line of credit in your house, and that becomes what you can do to pay off your mortgage faster so that you're paying simple interest instead of an amortized interest. And it gets a little bit complicated, but the idea is that all of the income that you're making from your job goes off to pay off the HELOC so that you can have, um, because your expenses are coming from, are getting paid from the HELOC, not your credit cards or, well, not your checking account. Your You can use your credit cards to accrue points and then your HELOC is paying for those credit cards, but anything that's left can go to pay down the mortgage of, of your house. And then as you're coming in with more income, the income pays off that portion of the HELOC and then you repeat it every single month and the cool part is about the shred method is that the software actually tells you how to allocate the money what to do with that money um and gives you the freedom to actually be able to be like okay do I want to pay off my mortgage in five years seven years ten years whatever and then you just have to commit to that program so that was really cool that's one of the reasons too why like why Adam's first presentation was was really good is because it broke down the opportunities where people can actually become your own bank. Because then later, once you pay off the mortgage, and you do have a home equity line of credit, you can just begin to write checks for other investment properties uh, for other for other investments, not just um, houses, but other things. So it's mm-hmm. it, it was really cool.
0: Awesome. And the other thing too, there which I didn't realize uh, was as significant, but actually really understanding the amortization schedule of your mortgage and understanding that the first 20 years of your monthly payments are pretty much going to interest.
1: A lot, yeah. A lot begins to go into interest.
0: A lot of it's going to interest. So you're not actually significantly building down the equity that you may think you're building in the first 20 years. And by doing this, you're essentially jumping the clock uh, by 20 years and and you can pay off your mortgage in in seven years um, you know that that's 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 been done and there are other rat race members um, that you know that that have been able to gain 70 eighty thousand in equity in their home in just a matter of months yeah. so the strategy it works um and 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 it's definitely again understand the amortization schedule understand the money that's potentially on the table and we highly suggest really kind of digging into this strategy because it can be a, uh, it, it, it can give you a lot of power uh, paying off your mortgage quickly.
1: Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, everything is using the equity of, of your home. So, well, cool. So then we had David Osborne that, that same night at the, at the event. And David Osborne, he is one of the elders of the mastermind that I belong to with GoBundance. So Go Abundance was. I found myself in David in his uh, in Osborne's living room in Steamboat, Colorado, when I was 23 years old. Um, So I shared a a little bit on that story about how he's been my mentor for the last seven years, and uh, me being part of Go Abundance at first, being being like a volunteer, then working like taking action on everything that they told me to do. Their mentorship has been great. So I was very fortunate to have him uh, share the stage and uh, share with with everybody in Rad Race the lessons that he has given me that I've heard from him for years to finally be able to um, to have 120 people uh, be able to hear his story, break down how he tracks his goals and how he's built the network that he has right now of, around, of close to 200 million. That's like 200 million. And he told us that he's on his path to becoming a billionaire. So imagine just being in that room. And when I met David, he was worth 40 million. So to now seeing him evolve as I have evolved has been huge. One of the things that I took note is the importance of like leveraging your time, but knowing what's important in your life. So that you can take action and potentially delegate or ignore some other things that are not important, and you prioritize in the in the most important things. So he mentioned one of the things that he does is he writes down so every day he writes down seven things that he needs to do technically, and then he does he makes sure that he does the top three and then ignores the rest, and the rest can either be done by him later pass it on to another day or see how he can delegate it to others um so that they so that other people can do it not just him
0: so you know definitely and and really kind of diving into that um, you know write down your, your top seven things to do and then do the top three yourself and then delegate and something that's so important is realizing when you are delegating and you're building out your team, you're leveraging that additional resource. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and he really talked about how you can leverage, um, you know, there's so many different types of leverage. You can leverage capital, you can leverage technology, you can leverage social content, you can leverage um, human resources through, through time and employees and building out a team. And uh, seeing how you know, he implements that leverage off of his daily to do list just shows how big a part of leverage is in his life. And it shows how big of a piece that is, uh, and how it impacted his success as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then he talked about air game and ground game. So one of the things in that is that the air game is something that a lot of people don't put focus on, because they're not really thinking about it, everybody just goes with their routine of like they go to so they wake up they go to work then they get home or they go to happy hour they watch tv and then they do it again and like they they're just in that in that rat race right um they don't they a lot of people never take the time to actually look at their life from the air game side of thing and that is by looking at it from the satellite view as if you were freaking 30,000, 50,000 feet, right? Like just seeing your life and uh, and then seeing like seeing how you play as an actor sort of thing. Um, seeing how you go by your day to day, what are the things that you're doing, what are the things that you're prioritizing your your routine. And in that you can you should analyze what is working and what is not working one of the things that he mentioned is like, and this is something that I'm going to start applying into my life too, is taking, he mentioned 10 minutes a day. I would want to do it like 10, like I would personally want to do it one hour a week where, and it can be on a Sunday or on a Monday, uh, where just, I analyze the air game. Like I analyze my future week and my past week from an air game perspective
0: definitely and I, I think kind of like talking going on that a little bit more with that with air game versus ground game um you know how do you know when you're playing air game versus ground game i think another thing that he talked about which is really interesting was talking about clarity he brought mm-hmm. up which we'll touch in a moment um you know having clarity and, and understanding your 25 year vision mm-hmm. where are you going to be in 25 years what are you going to be doing? what kind of like how what is your body fat percentage how many times are you going to work out a year literally it got that specific yeah and by having that 25 year vision you're actually able to look back now and say hey am I playing air game or ground game am I doing the things that need to be done on a consistent daily basis so I can actually reach that 25 year goal I thought that was that blew my mind
1: yeah it was really cool because you can see that the level of his success when he was talking about his goals and we're we're going to explain here the eight different areas that he tracks his goals but it was just really interesting to see uh, that because of those things because of how he analyzes the ground game the air game the habits and he had a 25 year vision written out in his journal like the clarity that comes from somebody that does that is is great because you actually get to look back in your life and be like okay if that is my 25 year vision what do i need to do every single day and some people right. cannot get to that just by focusing on their ground game you have to look at it from the air game perspective totally yeah. totally. so the eight things uh the eight different areas that he tracks his goals just to explain it here for for everybody is relationship and family physical slash health contribution slash spiritual, lifestyle and adventure, your environment, financial goals, and business goals. So those are the eight different areas. And you want to make sure that as you're writing those goals, that they are smart goals. So things that you can track, don't just say I want to read more, say like, don't say I want to read more in 2022. Say I want to read 12 books. So Mm -hmm. one a month. And then you can get even even deeper on that if you wanted to is i want to read 10 minutes a day or one chapter a day and that's going to get you to to your goals faster and that's something that you can actually track
0: absolutely and then going with that talking about tracking um you know knowing you, you, your goals and your kpis you also need an accountability partner and that was something that uh he, he had definitely a few funny anecdotes where he was saying you know he's younger he's you know in his you know mid 20s early 30s grinding and uh his accountability partner was one of his good friends and he would talk about how they would get on top of one another how how they'd how they'd push one another and, and how that really forced him to stay accountable and how yes it was a friend but he was an accountability partner first mm-hmm. and and he did say he mentioned in his speech that if it wasn't for that one person he would not be at the level he is at today so it shows how important accountability is at every stage of your journey
1: yeah exactly and one of the things that that he mentioned in tracking the goals just as a tool was the atomic the atomic habits journal and yes. uh, and it's crazy because he's had his journals because i've known him for seven years for the mm-hmm. last seven years i've seen how he's had his journals and uh Things about where he writes about businesses, about his goals, how he's tracking. And it's been, it's been crazy to see that those small things by tracking his goals in a deeper level with accountability that is key, uh, has made has created the wealth that he's been able to, to create, the life that he's been able to have. So, so it's Absolutely. really cool. The last thing that he shared was that for me was really important because. You would think that at his level uh, of being worth almost 200 million is that uh, he has a lot of confidence and that he just, he knows so much that he doesn't have doubt, right? And he mentioned that, look, everybody has doubts. Even he has doubts, but he's been managing because doubt is something that you cannot turn off. But he said that you, you can manage it by just turning it down turn down the doubt and have your courage on so that you can take action in spite of that doubt or in spite of that fear. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. The other thing you mentioned too, in that point was focusing on the potential upside. Don't focus on what can go wrong. Focus on if this goes well, how is it going to affect my life and look forward to those aspects. And of course, as always mitigate your risk.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah now the other the other speaker was mr jason drees and jason drees uh he ha- he is a coach uh he happened to be uh one of my coaches in 2021 and it's been awesome because he shared a couple of things and he's he's been a guest here on this podcast in in the past too So I think he was on episode six or seven, I don't I don't remember right now. But, um, but basically, one of the quotes that he shared um, is that success is like, a lot of people focus on getting to success, right? It's like, hey, I want to be successful, this is what I'm going to do to achieve Mm -hmm. success. But then he broke it down. And this challenged me when I first heard it was, what if success is the starting point is not the destination? Like if success is the starting point and now you have all this knowledge, you've achieved all everything that you've thought success was. What if now you begin to like your life, what like the purpose is of your life? And when I heard that, I was like, holy crap! Because in my eyes, I've achieved what I think, like what I wanted to achieve. uh, Mm -hmm. right. Like, of course, there's a lot more growth that's coming for me and stuff like that. But when I was 20 years old, let's say I like if I said, if if I look at my life now and then I look back and I asked Diego Corzo and like as a 20 year old, I'd be like, do you consider me successful? And it's like, I would say yes. Right. But then in hearing that is more from the perspective of if that's the starting point, what can happen? And now I'm like, holy crap, I'm just getting started. Definitely. Definitely. Now
0: that, that hearing that definitely changed my mentality. And it also made me realize again, going back to clarity, uh, if success is just the starting point, you have to know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it, it goes back to clarity. And then also realizing that the real purpose, you know, your real purpose here in the world just begins when you've hit your own personal successes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. So that was cool. And then the last thing that, that he mentioned, was uh the difference that a lot of people think that once you have the right mindset then you can take action right but he said that it's even there's one layer even above which is your frame and your frame is determined by the frequency uh that 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 you have and uh, i thought that that was really cool because i'm a big believer that the frequency gets to determine like if you're if you have a positive frequency like there are some people that if you go into a room right you know that if you leave that are you more positive or you're like holy crap like this person just by having conversations like he brings my energy down because he's so negative or he just or he or she whatever just talks about these things that are that are not on the positive side Right? there are some people that you know that you go and talk to and you're like holy crap this is every time that i speak with with this person uh i leave with more energy um and at the end of the day that is the frequency that you have around you and that is a frequency that that not just portrays or like that can impact other people but it's like what if you're going in the right frequency taking action the right way um that is what's going to help you get the right mindset to act in the right, to have the right mindset, that you can then later take the right actions.
0: And, and the other interesting thing that he mentioned as well, which kind of goes along with that, is strategy is irrelevant if you're not aligned with the right frequency. Mm-hmm. Notice, notice how it goes: frame, mindset, action. Strategy is those actionable steps to achieve your goals, and that's literally the last thing. So again, if you're not out there, adding more energy, um, you know. Adding more energy into the world, bringing the positive vibes. Uh, yeah, you're, you're hurting
1: yourself. Yeah, and and it's really important to get to the right, like align yourself with the frequency that that you're that you want to achieve with your goals, right? Yes. Because if you're not a, if you're not with that frequency, you're not going to achieve those goals. So yeah, that that is all about Jason Drees. His was very very important because I feel like it the tips that that he shared definitely has allowed uh me also but also like all of the all of the people that went to the conference uh to be aligned in the right frequency so that they can take action and uh, achieve all of their 22 goals so absolutely yeah it was good then we had sarah sarah king as one of the speakers that was that was on a saturday and uh she shared a little bit about her story and how it went from how she went from being uh more from the mindset of Dave Ramsey right being more of like hey I'm gonna just use like I don't like credit cards went from like I'm not gonna leverage the credit cards I'm just gonna use cash using the envelope system um to like to basically going a little bit more on the route of more Robert Kiyosaki because mm-hmm. for Dave Ramsey, it's like all debt is bad, right? So she shared about the change changing her mindset from thinking that all debt is bad to there's a difference between good debt and bad debt. And the Dave Ramsey mentality, it's something that, that is also a little bit about how I got started in, in, in the beginning because I went through financial peace university and all of that stuff. But it was more of like, okay, this is good to track my numbers right because in the book rich that Poor that he doesn't teach you about it. like he doesn't give you any tools he just shares a mindset he doesn't give you a how uh but with dave ramsey it shows you if you track your finances if you stick within a budget um then you're able to achieve your your financial goals from the perspective but then robert kiyosaki comes in and takes it a different level so she shared a little bit about the importance of tracking your finances tracking your net worth so that you know what are the things that that you want to do how you want to invest and so forth mm-hmm. um she mentioned about uh not having like having like bit like buying the right liabilities and like having having a good job and then she also shared her story on uh on how she had multiple properties um and then af- after that how um the process of her being divorced and now starting over and going from zero so going from many properties to zero to then now she has four freaking properties as a single mom which is super inspiring it's like excuses was not an option for her and how she's house hacking now um so yeah it was just an incredible story and and a lot of people were inspired
0: it was absolutely an amazing story i loved how she really kind of broke down um you know the liabilities Column and that, you know, a car. A lot of people, for example, you know, feel that they need a car, and there are actually a lot of strategies uh, to getting a car without taking on that liability. Can you have a company car? Can you bring it up with your boss? How can you negotiate that into your compensation? Um, that's just one of the many. Another huge uh, tip that she had: if you're going to lease a car, that that is that is the way to make the dealership and the actual car brand the most money possible. Which means that you're going to be losing the most amount of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just just be very very aware of that. Uh, getting a used car, you know, and then maybe you know taking some of the money you save and buying some real estate can really pay dividends uh, in the long term.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. That is true. Uh, all right. So then we had my brother Gonzalo Corzo. Of course, he's 25 years old. Well, he's 26 now, and uh, he shared on his journey of building his wholesale business and he had an incredible incredible story of how he has gone his business like turned his business from zero in 2017 where when he started with with his business partner dom to in 2021 ending the year grossing 3.9 million dollars uh, 3.9 million dollars imagine that in wholesale fees is freaking amazing um but even though that sounds amazing he shared all of the struggles right and he literally uh you're eating crap for for like all these years right he said uh, he said the other word but he's literally he's like look in the beginning if you want to build a business a real business In the beginning you have to reinvest back into your business because his goal is not to just have a like a million dollar company or a three million dollar company his goal is to turn it into a hundred million dollar company and with that come comes with a lot of sacrifices and uh so that was one of the things that that he shared and one of my favorite parts too is like the importance well he shared look there were people making more money Than he was in the beginning of his own company. Yeah, in his own company, right. And he went from look, I went from making zero to 30,000 a year, then 30 or 40,000. The next year, then 600, then 60, right, he went from 30 30 40,000. That's what he was taking home and reinvesting it back into his business back into his business, to where now a lot of people see his success and in 2021 he's going to take home around 650,000 but it went from making 30 40 60 60,000 60,000 to 10x that and it was because of the fact of eating crap for a few years multiple years cuz he's now on year 7 i think of um or 6 of uh, of doing the wholesale business and he has 28 employees now he he's leveraged the right way and he's building a business that in the future that's what one of the quotes that we have here is like grind to build a business that doesn't need you when you're when you're gone so basically having the ability to what happens if you just leave your business in may and you go to the bahamas for the whole summer right and then you come back in september did you lose money did you break even or did you make money Your business should be making you money whenever you leave so that was one of the things that 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 we learned
0: and the other thing that i want to touch on as well that that gonzalo um just really made a great point on is understanding where you are in robert kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant you are either a an employee you are self-employed you own a business or you have a business or you're an investor and understanding each of those quadrants and what roles you play and how your time is spent in each of those quadrants is incredibly important. so again, grind to build a business that doesn't need you when you are gone. really look at the cash flow quadrant and if you have a business right now, ask yourself if I leave, where am i and if and if the business is not growing, you're in the self employed
1: box, which sounds mm-hmm. super scary, so definitely something to look at and be aware of for sure. Uh, the other speaker was on Instagram, she's at Lattice and Leases, Soli Cayetano. Uh, she is 23 years old and she shared on how she started investing just a few years ago and now she has a portfolio of over 20 doors. So it was very exciting hearing her story and she shared a lot on the lessons learned as she's built that portfolio. Uh, especially investing from out of state, which is yes. really important. She's been able to have this, uh, she lives in California and she was able to buy multiple properties in Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, going from a couple of single families to then later, I think she got a 10 plex or something like that. Um, that's how she was able to scale, how she raised private money, uh, the lessons of like, of not having the right, like, She expected some things to cost X much and then the bids come in and it's a lot more. So like the lessons there from, from, from that perspective. And she mentioned that failure is the opportunity to start again. Right. But this time in a smarter way, at the end of the day, it's super important how you perceive things, uh, the meaning that you give to things is much more important than the actual situation. So imagine that instead of seeing failures as failures, like some people will 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 see it and say, you know what, I quit, I'm not gonna do real estate anymore. This failure I cannot take, but seeing it from like, okay, well, this is an opportunity for me to learn. And I know that if I do it again, I'm gonna do it in a smarter way.
0: And, and the other thing too, that her ability to only do a few deals and then scale so quickly, the, the raising private money, um. You know she, she's raised over a million dollars and, mm-hmm. and she's really just dominated this market she's taken on she's taken on huge construction projects and really seeing the success that she has with all of her burrs shows that she's she's taking her advice failure is the opportunity to start again but this time just a little bit more intelligently mm-hmm. she's crushing it and it's very clear that she's learning from her mistakes and just going on forth with um a lot of
1: uh enthusiasm as she continues to crush it for sure uh then we had david Grappner. David Grabner was sharing all about how he's been, well, he shared his story, uh, but then he also shared on how he created a portfolio that he has now, uh, how first he started investing with his dad in a form of like just buying a couple of duplexes, quadplexes while he was, uh, while he was working as a missionary, I, I believe it was um, in a country in Africa and how he basically was able to partner up with his dad to grow a portfolio until and, and then something happened with with his family and he had to come back to the states and as he came back he basically looked look now is my opportunity to scale this and now he's gone from just a couple of duplexes and quadplexes to getting into into multifamily but also commercial spaces mm-hmm. as um as like, I think he owns um, uh, like, it's not a gym, but it's one of those more huge commercial spaces and how he shared the story of how one deal he had under contract, he was going to close on it at 11 million Mm -hmm. and it appraised at 14 million. So how he made 3 million basically At the strike of a pen at closing so he shared all about that and how starting small in the beginning definitely helped his success as he's getting into bigger deals
0: and just kind of looking at his at his as the way he's been able to scale it shows that your first few years if you're able to again learn from your successes and then really double down where you're having success uh, you're able to grow not at a linear rate but an exponential rate um, the other thing that, that David, that I just loved hearing from his speech was talking about really how he's reached true service freedom. Um, mm-hmm. He's As a real estate investor, I have never spoken to someone that was so focused on giving back. And it completely changed my why for real estate investing, to be completely honest. and I hope to follow his path very soon in, in my journey and give back. The way he's been able to diego you want to touch on a little bit how he's how he's giving back right now uh, from all his real estate success yeah so
1: he's been giving back by giving houses to uh to either his tenants or homeless people which is super inspiring so that now he's also able to help people be like okay you're a renter but how can i help you own a house just like this and it can be it it can even be that house too so he puts them from from the perspective so that they the renters can become homeowners can build equity can learn about finances and all of that stuff
0: right and
1: then with that the
0: other thing that i I really liked that he mentioned was be bold and act now Mm -hmm. learn from your mistakes do your research but when it's time to pull the trigger do it and believe in yourself because you can absolutely accomplish it
1: yeah no it was it was definitely an amazing story um great tips on how to scale and think at a larger scale so uh then we had steve rosenberg steve rosenberg of course uh he was the last speaker of the conference and it was amazing the energy if you don't follow him on on instagram definitely give him a follow because um he shared a bit of his story but just like the energy that that he brought and the mindset part of things of being able to understand that at the end of the day, no matter what situation may have happened to you, that your mindset, and like I mentioned earlier, like the meaning that you give to things can definitely change the trajectory of of your life. So it was, he shared his story about um, how he, how back in 2001, Um, Mm -hmm. when 9-11 happened, how he lost his job completely and how he had to reinvent himself uh, because of the fact that he couldn't fly planes anymore, right? So he shared a little bit on that and uh, how he still has that now as his job, but he was able to invest in properties, then later grow his portfolio a lot to then later start a property management company to selling part of his property management company. Now he got acquired and how he's been able to continue to create a lot of impact um, and still be an investor and a business owner.
0: Absolutely. And and yeah, he, he brought up three main problems to overcome if you're starting starting out this real estate uh, journey as an investor. And just to run through them really quickly, I thought the the first one was be able to identify a good deal versus a bad deal. Second one was to overcome the belief and the fear of money, really Mm -hmm. have an abundance mindset. Uh, And then three, support wealth that supports your lifestyle. Again, it goes back to knowing your numbers, but if those are three problems that you can overcome, real estate is is, is going to treat you well. And those are definitely three things to focus on.
1: Yeah, exactly. And with that came the things that that he shared in order to understand that right like whether it's a good deal or a bad deal is understanding that the good deal must fit your goals Mm -hmm. because it can be a good it can be a bad deal for me for example um if i'm looking at it from the perspective that this doesn't fit my goals right but to give you an example uh back in the day i was not looking at flips because mm-hmm. I because my goal was not to flip properties. My goal was to um was to build as much cash flow as I could through mm-hmm. through investing in in properties for passive income. Right? right. So from that perspective, flips, I would say, hey, that can be a good deal, but it's a bad deal for me with the perspectives that I have of how I how it fits into my goals. So right. that is very important. Understanding that a good deal must fit into your goals pillar number two was that there's always a way to make a deal happen so that basically for for me and the way that he explained it was that when you are buying that property understand that the different exit strategies that that can happen right so if i'm buying property solely for um if i'm buying let's say a good deal right, that I think that it's a good deal for me is understanding when, when I see that, that there is a way to make it happen. One of them, as I mentioned, exit strategies can be like, okay, will this be a good property to house hack? Will this be a good property to short-term rental? Or maybe I just want this long-term rental. But seeing it from the perspective of exit strategies definitely allows you to see, okay, what will happen in a downturn? like seeing seeing it from from those perspectives,
0: and I think another thing that I just his mindset and his energy again to bring that back is he was so i mean he clearly he he was so enthusiastic and and just brought so much positive energy to the room. again, there's always a way to make a deal happen, no mm-hmm. matter what roadblock you have, there is a way to make it happen, and the only roadblock that stands in front of you is your creativity or limit or limited thinking
1: exactly yeah and the 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 last one, the last pillar that he mentioned. Uh, was that REI at the end of the day is the ultimate wealth goal, right? Because at the end of the day, it's that passive income that allows you to build wealth as you're growing your equity. But like we mentioned earlier, it's like being wealthy in all areas of life, right? right? It's not just the rich part uh, of, of the money, but it's more the wealth goal of having that time freedom, relationship freedom. And the service freedom. So I thought that that was really cool, uh, and uh, that was just a great way to end the Rad Race to a Five first goal setting conference. So it was awesome.
0: It was an incredible event, and I think uh, all the speakers that came out. Thank you again to to everyone that that came out. You know, we had over a hundred people there, a hundred attendees that flew all around the country, and to think that um, you know we got a bunch of positive feedback, and we're already seeing people take action. And there's there's nothing that feels better uh than than you know than seeing people uh you know come together and and, and really you know move mountains uh on their own personal goals yeah great event.
1: yeah it, w- it was awesome and we're definitely going to be doing one at the end of 2022 more than likely mm-hmm. will be in december so be on the lookout guys for more on that we're going to be bringing amazing speakers again um and be it for them to be able to share their their journey share the lessons learned and um inspire like basically leave the conference with a little bit more of inspiration but also the reason why we do it at the end of the year is so that you can leave with actionable steps because inspiration motivation will wear off but if you're building the right habits if you have the right discipline and you have a strong enough why of why you want to achieve certain goals that you that you wrote down, um, mm-hmm. that is what it's actually going to be able to help you achieve it in the year 2022 and 2023. If if we do or when we do the one at the end of this year. So yeah, thank you very much again to all of the speakers because it was awesome. And Ward too, you were uh, you were an asset to this event because you came in, you started working with me back in like in october november and yeah. with the event planning in december like you definitely helped a huge amount so thank you thank you for that uh, my,
0: my pleasure it was an incredible event and i can't wait to see uh our our bigger even bigger event next year next december
1: yeah awesome awesome well thank you so much Ward, for your time um i know that felipe is uh he's gonna be hearing this podcast interview <laughs> and be able to also to remember all of the badass tips that we got uh the content the speakers like there's just so many notes right that that we got from from the speakers so um yeah it was just an incredible event and Ward, as i mentioned thank you for your time and uh, we will catch you in the next in future episodes and i know word that uh once you buy your next couple of properties your next strs will definitely be working uh, on having you here be be part of the show uh, so that the audience can learn a little bit more from you
0: awesome I, I look forward to it thank, thanks for having me on and talk about the event
1: cool cool thank you Ward take care
0: thanks Diego the Rap race to five podcast where we discuss money mindset real estate investing and ways to achieve financial independence Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place.